0: Thank you for checking out the Real Life Columbus podcast. Real Life Columbus is a student ministry of North Highland Church in Columbus, Georgia. We exist to help students know that Christ has reached down to us with love, provide a place students can be engaged in community, and help them advance in their faith so they can lead others to Christ. For more information or to connect with us, please visit our website, www.realifecolumbus.com, or check us out on social media at Real Life Columbus.
1: we can get excited about those lyrics right now. There's nothing that can separate us from the love of Jesus. Come on, let's one more time, let's sing it out. No sin, no shame, no past, no pain can separate me from the love of Jesus. Come on, real life, one more time, let's go after him. Come on, lead us, is unstoppable. His love for you is unconditional. I know a lot of us in this room may not know the stories of the person next to us, but some of us in this room, I believe, are going through something. And maybe the weight of this world is heavy on your shoulders. I've come tonight to tell you that Jesus said, my burden is light, my yoke is easy. Cast your cares on me and I'll carry the load for you. If You, you don't have to do this on your own. And so the the scripture also says to us that anyone who is weary and heavy laden, all that we have to do is come to Jesus and he will give us rest. He will give us peace. So right now, I don't know what situation you're going through in this room right now, but if you feel tired, if you feel drained, if your emotions are just depleted and you think to yourself, if I don't get something from God tonight... I may not make it if that's you in this room i want you to lift your hand as a holy confession saying i need jesus to touch my heart right now i need that rest that you're talking about pastor jonathan i need the load to be lifted off of my shoulders and placed on the shoulders of the only one who can carry it for me and that's jesus christ god right now you see every need that's represented in this room you know every story you know everything that's happened in their life from this moment and all of their past so God right now I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that the peace of God that transcends understanding would rest on every one of our hearts and our minds God we just love you tonight we thank you that you are our ever-present help in time of need God we thank you that nothing can separate us from your love God we thank you that you're in control, that you're going to make a way where there seems to be no way in these circumstances. So God, we pray that right now you would bless every need in this room. Open our ears, open our minds, help us to conceive what your word has for us tonight. And we'll give you the praise and the honor. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Let's give Jesus one last round of applause. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. We love you tonight. Come on, lift up a shout. God is so good to us. He loves you. Hug somebody's neck on your way back to your seat. Love you guys so much. We have a very special, very special announcement tonight. Um one of our many extremely anointed and talented worship leaders Miss Desiree I I can hardly look in that direction because the sparkle from something on her finger just keeps getting in my eye Miss Desiree is engaged to be married to the love of her life. It is so awesome. We are so proud of her and excited for an awesome season. This lady loves Jesus with all of her heart. And ladies, God has rewarded her with a man of God, a man of integrity, a man who's going to be what Jesus told him to be and lay his life down for her as Christ laid his life down for the church. And so we are so excited for her to walk in engagement and this new commitment. So first, let's give her an awesome round of applause real quick. And now if you are comfortable, I'd love for you to stretch your hand out to her right now. We're going to pray for her and her marriage. God, I thank you so much. For the gift of heaven that Desiree is to us. God, I thank you right now for her and her soon-to-be husband's relationship. God, I thank you that their marriage is going to be an example. God, that their ministry is going to impact not just a generation, but it's going to impact the world. Nations will be reached because of their love for you and their love for each other. So right now, even before their marriage begins, we pray blessing over every aspect of their marriage, relationship, their their finances, their emotions, their provision, every aspect, their health, God. We thank you for healing that's still being poured out into her family and extended family. God, we just thank you that you are going to sustain them and you're going to elevate them to a high position in, in leadership in your kingdom. And we thank you so much. We celebrate with them, God, for a long, long life with babies and awesome things in ministry. We so thank you for what's about to take place in Desiree's life. We celebrate with her tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's show Ms. Desiree some real-life love tonight. We love you so much. Thank you for being so faithful and leading us in worship. Um, God is good. We missed you all last week. We missed you so much. I love you real life. Thank you. We love you so much. Um, I got to get my Bible real quick because that's important. Y'all ready for God's word tonight? Awesome. God is so good because, like, here's what happens. Um, This week has been cool because a couple reasons, and I'll tell you real quick. And uh, one of them is, you know, um, Courtney, I don't know how many times I've prayed with Courtney um, just for her family in general because she loves her family so much. And then tonight, Courtney's sister is here with us. We love you, girl. You are awesome. We are excited to have you at Real Life. And then another thing happened this week, which is really cool, and it's an inspiration to me, and it's an encouragement to you. Um, I had a friend that is going to be joining us at the Columbus Leadership College. Her name is Jules Johnson. And uh, Jules actually doesn't know this, but one of her friends actually contacted me because she's been reaching out with love to one of her friends trip and uh, she she was just encouraging him cuz he had a bad week and everything and y'all know how that feels right you have a bad week and you just need somebody to to encourage you and lift you up and and so she gave trip my number and then me and trip had some awesome conversation and and trip's here tonight and I'm I'm so excited that you're with us bro where are you at trip Welcome to Real Life again. Not, not his first time, but we're so excited that you're with us tonight. And that's what it's all about. Trip told me, Jules, how inspirational you are because you're the real deal. And that, that, that's, what, that's what being a believer is all about. And um, so we're just excited for what God's about to do. Tonight we are starting a new series, and I'm excited about it. Y'all ready for God's Word? Awesome. Tonight... Our series is this. It's called Beat the Heat. Everybody say Beat the Heat. Um, I don't know about you, but I cannot stand being hot. Can I get an Amen? amen. Being hot is one of my very most pet peeves. Like I love youth camp, right? Because we were in a cabin that was like 90 degrees at night, and the air conditioning wasn't doing so hot. It was cold, it was not cold, it was hot. And so, yeah. I was not a happy camper. <laughs> I'm sorry, Corny Youth Pastor. I'm sorry. I'll try to cut that out. So last week was a struggle for me. It was the struggle is real. And and um, you know, you know when you're really hot, right? When when you get that that sweat right up under your nose, right? What do you call it? Your sweat stash. That's a good good terminology there. It's like glistening right where your mustache should be, right? And it's like that's when you know you're really hot. Because that's, that's like an area of your body that's not supposed to sweat, but you're so hot that it's sweating, right? That's, that's when you know it's really hot. And, and um, heat causes a multitude of different feelings, right? When you're hot, um, you kind of get drained, and, and it's like you don't want to do anything when you're hot because it zaps all your energy like that. Um, some of us, when you get hot or experience heat, um, you kind of get some insecurities because, like, for those of us who are in the hard plastic chairs that are near the back rows, like, when you're really hot and sweaty, when you stand up out of one of those plastic chairs, you get to see an imprint of your body parts that, that you don't want anybody to see that, oh, wow, I just sweated like that, right? So there's, like, those insecurities. Or you got those pit stains in places where, like, it, that, that's so gross. Like, why do you want to change your shirt, please? Like, you know? That's what happens when you get hot, and, and it's not fun. It causes insecurities. It causes Madison to smile and be like, I can't believe he just said that. So, yeah, Jonah Jonah definitely, the struggle is real. Thank you, Mama Wheelis. I love you. And, and these thoughts, the insecurity comes because it's like, what if I smell bad, right? You know, there's sweat. So it's like, uh, did I use my deodorant? And you do that little in inconspicuous, like, you know, y'all remember that, that show where it's like, superstar, right? No, I'm, uh, anyways, no, I'm not going to do that again, but the heat, the heat makes you, y'all are understanding what I'm trying to communicate tonight, the heat makes you cranky, it causes you to drop your guard with your attitude, right? When I, it's like, just as bad as being hungry, because it's like, don't talk to me, because I'm hot, I'm, I'm so fired up hot right now. I don't want to talk to you. Don't make me laugh because that's going to make me even hotter, right? If I have to breathe even a little bit more, that's stop, right? And so I just want you to get that, that kind of mental image in your mind tonight as we begin our series. Tonight, I've come to ask the question, and this is the, getting into some of the serious part. Uh, what are the things in your life that create pressure? Stress and anxiety for you. Like being hot causes some of us to get anxious. It causes us to stress out. Like I need a new shirt quick. It causes anxiety. So I want you to think just real quick some of the things that are in your life right now, even in the middle of summer. Thank God we don't have tests or exams right now. We don't got teachers breathing down our throats. We don't got projects due. That's incredible. But here's the thing: some of us in this room are, are like desperate, hungry for school because like it's so bad at home that school is better than home. And so you think, think to yourself for just a minute: what are the things in your life that are creating pressure and stress and anxiety for you? For some of us. The stress and pressure comes simply from walking into a large room like this filled with people who we know and people who we don't know. And that brings the heat. That brings the pressure. The pressure comes, the stress. Man, I can't talk to nobody because this is like way too many people and I'm scared. Some of our personalities in this room, that's immediately what happens every time we try to come to real life. And it's just a reality. For some of us, it's the expectations that are put on us from other people that we care deeply about. Maybe your parents' demands that they're placing on you. Um, maybe you're not measuring up with your siblings. Um, maybe it's making a name for ourselves. Like, those things cause you to not sleep well at, at night sometimes. Those anxieties, those pressures and stresses. Uh, let's just be straightforward. There is such a thing as peer pressure, right? Peer pressure is real. Um, one time, I think I've shared just briefly this story, but one time my friends and I were camping out, and uh, one of our favorite things to do, some of us in the room probably haven't heard this, so I, I want to share it again. Sorry if you've heard it. It's funny, so I'm excited. So we, we ca- camped out every Friday night after basketball games, and often we would go to this place where there was a billboard. And this billboard was not like a super high Right off the interstate billboard. This was like on a country road billboard, so it was somewhat low, but still really high. And so we would climb this billboard and just chill and be like, "Man, this is cool. We're breaking the law, right?" And and, uh, and so we climbed up this billboard. And the next thing I know, we're chilling, we're talking, we're making the inside jokes that all dumb guys do, um, making fun of each other. And the next thing I know is they're like, <laughs> "Matt, <laughs> Matt," and Matt is this like three hundred and fifty-five pound beast of a man. Like he is a football player, one of the centers for our football team, which was awful. And uh, he was just a knucklehead, couldn't talk straight, couldn't think straight, was just dumb as dirt. And it was so funny because everybody on that billboard from left to right was like, "Uh, uh, Matt, guess what? And Matt's like, hey guys, what? And, and, And so we're like, the, the guy next to me is like, hey, Matt, why don't you jump off this billboard? And I'm like, oh, Lord Jesus, don't, don't tell him that because Matt's just dumb enough to do it, right? And peer pressure kicked in at that moment because Matt's like, no, you don't want me to do that. And everybody else is like, yeah, Matt, jump off, jump off. And it's like all this pressure came to Matt, and he was just like, yeah, okay, guys, I'll do that, right? And the next thing we know is Matt jumps up on his feet on top of this billboard and does this swan dive straight off of the billboard and literally bounces three times on his chest from the billboard. And all of us are sitting there like, oh my goodness, Matt is dead. We killed Matt. And it was unreal. And, of course, you better believe that after a few seconds, after his breath finally kicked in, Matt was like, that was cool, guys. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it again. And we're like, no, don't. So peer pressure, it's real. It happens all the time. And it's funny sometimes. But I was thinking, what about the heat of guilt and shame? The heat that comes from doing something you knew you should not have done and the pressure to make sure no one else finds out, that is a huge weight and a huge pressure that many of us try to carry on our own. That's a big deal. And so tonight I've come to tell you that good people with good hearts and good intentions will sometimes buckle under the pressure because as we grow and mature and take on more responsibility in life, the heat only increases as we begin to mature and grow and and develop and get more responsibility the more pressure comes I'm I'm just going to be honest with you because I love you and I'm your pastor so I want to tell you what's true as you get older things don't get easier It's just one thing after another. I'm married to the most incredible woman on the planet. It's an incredible relationship that we have, and we will die together because we love one another with all of our hearts. And we have three beautiful children, and you better believe that as each child gets added into our family, the more pressure there is because you better believe Damian or Lucas are waking me up at 6 a.m. in the morning, and I'm like, get that pressure off of me. I just want to sleep, Jesus. I just want to sleep, right? So the more responsibility you get, the more the pressure comes. Maybe, let's just talk about that for a minute. Think about it. You get the honor and the responsibility, athletes, to play sports at your school, maybe even at the varsity level. And and that's a huge deal. It's a huge honor. You gain being a part of a team, but you also gain the pressure of a coach pushing you to your limits, right? Right? You gain life skills and you learn how to compete at a higher level, but you also have less time to complete homework and projects and assignments at school. As more responsibility gets added, there's more pressure, more heat. You get a girlfriend or a boyfriend, let's just say, and and on top of all the other responsibilities, the pressure of life just keeps growing and growing and growing. You've got to please someone else, and that pressure is real. Think about it just for a minute. Um, Did you ever wonder why movie stars are the most divorced people in the world? Think about it. It's because as they get more and more popular, their fame and their fortune, their marriages, and their moral ethics begin to fail as their popularity and fame and fortune grows. Because as they get more, the pressure gets even heavier, right? Athletic uh, people... Uh, Le- Le- LeBron James won the championship. That's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Steph Curry's got next year. <laughs> Athletic stars. I remember back in my time, it was Barry Bonds juicing up, man. Athletic stars buckle and they use performance enhancing drugs to keep their edge when major endorsements are on the line. That's pressure, it's heat. See, young person, tonight I've come to tell you that it is so much easier to handle the pressure of life when you're living for Jesus and being obedient to his word. It's so much easier to handle the pressure, the heat, when you're living for Jesus. I believe that Jesus is calling us to be better than the, the multitude of our generation that continually buckle under pressure. Jesus is calling you to be better than to just, the, the scripture says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, our culture says, you know what, it's too hard, it's, it's difficult, I feel the heat, so I'm just going to buckle. But this room is full of young men and women who are better than that. And God wants to equip you with the tools to not be beaten. You've got what it takes in Jesus to beat the heat. That's what I've come to tell you tonight. Come on now. Jesus set things up for us to beat the heat and no longer buckle under pressure. Living your life for Jesus was never intended to be done on your own, young person. You don't have to handle all this pressure on your own. You don't have to do this life on your own. This is what it looks like when you try to beat the heat of the pressures of life without anyone's help. If you've got your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 26. Jesus was about to be crucified. Jesus was being beaten to the brink of death when this particular thing happened. And it says in Matthew 26. We're talking about Peter tonight. Matthew 26 verse 69 it says now Peter was sitting out in the courtyard and a servant girl came to him said you 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 also were with Jesus of Galilee. See, at this point, before I read any further, Jesus was about to be nailed on a cross. And so everyone that was in religious leadership was pointing out disciples so that they could persecute them. And she's like, hey, you, that that guy right there, weren't you with Jesus of Galilee, she said. But he denied it before them all. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Then he went out into the gateway where another servant girl saw him and said to the people there, This guy, this fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. Again, he denied it with an oath. I don't know this man. I promise you. After a little while, those standing went up to Peter and said, surely you are one of them. Your accent, the way you talk, gives it away. And then he began to call down curses. And he swore to them, I don't know the man. The heat was on. Immediately a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And Peter went outside and wept bitterly. It's a picture of when the pressure came, one of Jesus' own buckled and failed. The first first truth that we can take away from this account of history found in Matthew is this you will not have to search out and find heat. The pressures of life will have no problem finding you. You don't have to search out to find pressure and, and things that just will bog your life down. The scripture is clear that the servant girl came to Peter. And so you don't have to go searching for trouble because trouble's looking for you. It's, it's the, let me just put it in our perspective in, in our generation it's the, the inappropriate post that comes up when you're scrolling. That that or maybe it's that that person who is in reality a a computer virus that actually likes one of your posts, but the, the caption of the profile is some pornographic image. It's trouble, trouble finds us. We don't have to go looking for trouble. It comes to us. It's the friend who calls you when you've had the worst week of your life asking if you want to go and get lit tonight. Like that trouble will come to you. And search you out. You don't have to search for it. Or how about this, it's the time you got left at Six Flags, <laughs> right? And, and then 20 minutes later, 20 minutes later after, after getting back with the group, you get stuck in bumper-to-bumper traffic, and then on top of that, your bus breaks down. Like, that's, you don't have to search for problems. Problems will come to you. We don't have to search. Sometimes when it rains, it pours, and it creates heat. Pressure that makes it all worse, makes life hard to deal with. See, many times trouble comes when you're not looking for it, not asking for it, not desiring it. Man, life is good right now. Don't mess with me. And then here it comes, knocking at your door. Here's the deal. The truth is Peter loved Jesus. Peter followed Jesus. Jesus said that Peter this same guy that denied him three times, Jesus said Peter, out of his own mouth, Peter was to establish the church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. That's who we're talking about tonight. But Peter proves to us that the danger of forgetting what you know to be true is greater when the pressure of life is applied. The danger of forgetting who you know to be true, that Jesus is your savior, Jesus is who you can trust, Jesus is your friend who sticks closer than a brother, Jesus is your ever-present help in time of need, Jesus is the only way, the only truth, the only life. That's things that we know to be true, but when the pressure of life comes, that's when you begin to forget, and you begin to forget who you are and what you believe to be true. Young person tonight, God is telling us that we have a lot of heat to face in this life. We have a lot of pressure placed on us, but you have got to know yourself and know your surroundings or else you will be caught off guard doing things you never expected or wanted to do. God has called you to beat the, beat the heat, not buckle under pressure. Everybody say beat the heat. That's what we need to do this year, this summer, Amen. Peter shows us, and this is very, very, very extremely important. This is one of the main points of tonight's message, so please don't check out. Peter shows us that if you try to face the pressure alone, you will begin to pretend to be someone you're not. If you try to face that pressure, that, that intensity, when things get rough, when the, the things of life keep bombarding you, and when it rains, it pours, and you can't seem to get over it, and you try to face that on your own, you will pretend to be someone who you're not. Peter said first, I, I don't know what you're talking about. She said, aren't you one of those guys that was with Jesus of Nazareth? I, hey, man, I, I can just see y'all now. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, Peter put on some smooth talk right there. It's like, hey, y'all, y'all. I don't even know what there's. T- who Jesus? Who who is Jesus of Nazarene, Nazareth? What what are y'all talking about? Like you put this smooth talk on. Like, hey, y'all. Come on, girls. I worked for a Teen Challenge Boys Center for four years. I know when somebody's lying to me and when they're not. Come on now, y'all know how to work it, girls. Come on, you know it. Work with me here tonight. You. Uh, what? What are you you talking about? What happened in the dorm? I don't, I don't even know. What That's what it was like. Peter's like that guy, that guy was with Jesus. I don't even know. I don't even know. Right? The smooth talk kicks in. You start pretending to be someone that you're not, right? And then the second thing happens. Hey, wait. That that guy, he's with them. One of the disciples. Jesus like, I don't even know the man. Gets a little, little rebellious in his heart. Like the attitude starts kicking in and you start to feel, he's starting to feel the heat. So he's like getting more intense. You want to test me? You want to test me right now? Like you're going you to question my integrity right now. That's what I'm envisioning. This is God's word. Come on, it comes alive. This is how you should read God's word because it's alive and powerful. Peter's like, what, you going to test me right now? I don't even know that man, right? Come on, I'm sounding, I'm getting my little funk voice on. Come on now. But it's the reality. I don't even know. Y'all, y'all got y'all to gotta participate tonight. I'm just trying to get you engaged in the God's word. That's all I'm doing. So Peter gets that rebelliousness. He's like, I, test me. I don't even know him. And it's that false sense of confidence that begins to kick in. Because when you're in the pressure and you're starting to be someone or pretend to be someone who you're not, you have this false sense of confidence like, I can do this. I can take this. They're not going to bust me in this. I'm going to get over this on my own. And so you have this false sense of confidence. You know you're almost busted, but you still think you can escape. That's what we do. And then the, the heat keeps getting applied. The, the thermostat gets cranked up. And then finally, somebody's like, no, nah, you can tell the way he talks, he's one of Jesus's boys. Like, this is, this is him. I recognize him. I think he's one of them. Listen to how he speaks. And for the third time, lastly, Peter calls curses on himself, projecting, I don't know this man. And young person, I've come to tell you tonight that if you leave yourself alone and unchecked with whatever pressures or heat you're facing long enough, you will end up behaving in such a way that you are bringing curses down on your own life. That's what will happen if you try to face the heat on your own, is you'll you'll bring it to yourself. The pressure will be compounded if you leave it unchecked and unaccountable. The pressure will become compounded, like we like compound interest in our savings account. Like, please, give me more interest. But when the pressure starts coming, it's like, oh, I can't take this anymore. Three times Peter was accused of following Jesus, something that actually happened for over three years. And each time he was accused, the pressure grew heavier and got stronger. It was back to back, right? Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Y'all got to participate tonight. That leads me to believe this. If we don't learn to deal with the pressure appropriately, we'll find ourselves failing in the same areas over and over and over. Y'all wonder why you have to come to youth camp, and each week, each year that you come to youth camp, you find yourself at God's altar praying for the same deliverance that you prayed for last year. You wonder why each and every week you have to come and find the same leader because you only want one person to know that you're still struggling in the, the issue and the temptation. And you don't allow anyone else in because you don't want anyone else to know. And you wonder why, God, why? Why can't I get over this one issue It's because you keep trying to do it in your own strength and in your own power and by yourself. And the only way you're going to be able to beat the heat is with Jesus and with the people surrounding you who will hold you accountable and call you in to check. When you start trying to become or pretend to become someone who you're not, you'll find yourself over and over just like Peter. Hey, that guy's with Jesus. No, I'm not. Hey, that guy's with you. No, I'm not. That guy's with No, I'm not. I love Jesus, but... I'm still doing this, I'm still doing this, I'm still doing this. And God's called us to be better than that. He's called us to be overcomers, not underachievers. He's called us to beat the temptation, not not just live with it. So that's what the the series is all about. Last week was incredible at camp, but over and over when I prayed with some of y'all in this room, And others that are across the Georgia district, one of the main counseling tools that I use with them is you cannot try to do this on your own. Let me be a, a source of accountability for you. Let me be a voice of reason. Get with your parents. Get with a leader in this youth ministry. Get with somebody and expose the things that are causing pressure in your life so that you can get freedom and overcome it and not have to ever come back to this altar again for that problem because that's what our desire is for you that's what God's desire is for you it's to beat it so how do i beat it how do i beat the heat i'm glad you ask i'm going to invite the band to come as i close tonight how do i beat it i want to show you cuz we saw very clearly a man of God a man that was called to lead and he did become a strong pillar in the church of Jesus Christ, Peter. Jesus said, Peter, upon this rock, I'm going to establish my church and the gates of hell won't prevail against it. We saw that young man, that young leader, fail because the pressure was too much. And I want you to recognize he was all by himself. But the next thing that I want you to see is what eventually happened to Peter. That same guy I just read about, who initially buckled under the pressure in Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. It says this, it says that one day, Peter and John, everybody in this room shout, and John. Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer. At three in the afternoon, now a man who was lame from birth, crippled, could not walk, in other words. From birth, all the days of his life, he couldn't walk, never walked, never walked. Was put there, he was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every single day of his life to beg from those going into the temple courts. And when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he did what he normally did and asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. I want you to notice how they did it together, as did John. What an intimidating moment. Let me just pause right there. Because Jesus had laid hands on Peter and said, go and cast devils out. Go and heal the sick. Cause the blind to see. Do the impossible. Preach in my name. And all authority on heaven and earth will be yours. Think about that moment. How intimidating. It's the beginning of his ministry and he's walking and this blind guy's like, or not blind, lame. Can I get some money, please? And Peter's looking at this situation. I bet I'm a minister. Sometimes when y'all come with, with issues and problems, it's hard. Because it's like, I want to I do whatever I can to help you. But I know my power and my strength is limited. And only Jesus can help you in some circumstances. So in that moment, Peter was like, oh my gosh, this is really about to happen. This is, the pressure is starting to turn up. And They looked, Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us, look at us, look at us. So the man gave him his attention, expecting to get something from them. And Peter said, silver or gold, I don't have. The Greek translation, if any of you are interested, it's not that Peter didn't have any money. It's that the translation literally says, I don't have anything on me. That's going to be important in just a second. I don't have silver or gold, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. This is the same guy that denied him three times. And now, while he's with John, all of a sudden, even when there's pressure, he's saying, in the name of Jesus. Get up and walk taking him by the right hand he helped him up and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong he jumped to his feet and began to walk and then he went with him into the temple courts walking and jumping and praising God because that was the first time and he overcame it wasn't a situation where he buckled under the pressure because he was with John I just imagine this because I remember when my best friend told me he said Jonathan you've known this your whole life why don't you start living it I know what that feels like when your best friend, and I could imagine Peter walking into the situation, seeing the beggar, thinking to myself, I can't do this. And I can, I know it's not in the scripture, but this is my interpretation, the Jonathan Criswell interpretation right here is John was with Peter, and he's like, hey, dude, you know we gotta do this. Look at that guy. How many times have we walked past him? Jesus told us that we've got all authority. I believe that John was an inspiration to Peter. The power, tonight, young person, I need you to see this very clearly. The power of two helps you see things you won't take notice of when you're trying to live life alone. The power of two will help you to see things that you won't take notice of if you try to live your life alone. The first impossible situation Peter faced was Jesus, his master, his Lord, and his Savior being killed on Calvary's cross at the crucifixion. An impossible situation, but he was trying to do it on his own strength, in his own power, with no help, no support system. And so what happened when the pressure came? He said, I don't even know this guy. Peter was all by himself, alone, with no accountability instead of facing and seeing the situation for what it was he avoided it and ran from his convictions the second impossible situation was the beggar who was crippled and broken and scripture said Peter looked straight at him as did John the fact is this John made Peter better John inspired Peter to be faithful Not facing the heat alone made Peter bold and empowered him to believe for the impossible. How do you beat the heat? Stop trying to live this life by yourself. Stop trying to face the pressure on your own. Get some godly mentors. Get some people who can pour advice into your life. Get some people who are peers that instead of being like, hey, let's get out of here, will be that person that's like, no, dude, we got to do this. That's how we are to beat the heat, young people. See, the beggar was looking for money. And Peter and John both knew it, right? We've all experienced this pressure. Y'all been to Uptown Columbus before, right? And you have some, someone who is may or may not be homeless. Can I get some change? Right? That's, that makes you feel weird. Makes you feel uncomfortable. The pressure comes. That's what they were feeling. And for us can I get some spare change for us here's the socially acceptable thing to do the socially acceptable thing to do is you know I'm sorry I don't have any as you walk by with a couple 20s in your pocket that's the socially acceptable thing it's here's the deal I understand you've got to be careful where you sow your your treasure is is where your heart is so I know you got to be careful don't hear me as as talking that we need to give all of our money away to people that we don't know what they're going to do with it. But that's the superficial thing is, you know what, I can't I can't help. I have no power. When, when in that situation, maybe you don't feel comfortable giving, but maybe in that situation, if you're with some people and you're with people who can be a support system and you're with someone who can protect you and make sure that you're safe, maybe instead of just saying, I don't have any sorry and walk away, maybe... We should be the people saying, silver and gold, I don't have, but what I do have, I'll give to you. Let's pray. I got, a, I got a God who can supply your every need. I've got a God who can forgive your every sin. I've got a God who can do miraculous things. You don't have a job. He can give you one right here, right now. Let's pray. What would happen if we did stuff like that? But instead, we buckle under the pressure. But Peter, because he was with John, did not buckle under the pressure. It's time for us to trade in the superficial way of life so that we can walk in a life of power and significance, young people. It's time to stop trying to do what everybody else does, and that's live to themselves and in their own power. It's time to walk in power and significance. I'm about to make a bold statement right now. I want you to prepare your hearts. But it gives us the key to beating the heat when the pressure is on. And it, may, it may upset you. I hope it doesn't because it's, it's true. But your need for community and your need for accountability is just as strong as your need to be forgiven. Your need for accountability and your need to be partnered with people who care about you that will give you godly advice. Your need for community to be a part of the church. The scripture says this. It says don't neglect gathering together as believers. Why do you think it says that? Because we need one another to beat the pressure of life. I can't, I'm a pastor. I can't do this on my own. I've got a strong circle of friends that I tell my stuff to. I explore my ideas and I'm like, am I stupid and thinking this way? And they tell me whether I'm dumb or not. And sometimes they do. You better believe when they do, I change because I'm accountable see every need every person on the face of this planet needs their thoughts and their behaviors put in check and held accountable there is a process and here's the process that God has put in place for us to beat the heat it goes like this number 1 jesus sets us free From our sin, every sin that we've ever committed, every guilt, every shame, every condemnation, every thought, every negative attitude, every time we've talked back, absolutely every sin, Jesus sets us free from the power of that sin by Calvary's cross. It's a free gift. That's step one of the process. Number two, the Holy Spirit is given to us. You can read about it in Acts chapter 2. So that you can have power to walk in that freedom. And then number three, very important, right after Acts chapter 2 is where we see this story, Acts chapter 3, where Peter is like silver and gold. I have not. He was with John, the church, the community of believers, the Johns. That is the tool that God gives us to not just be free, not just have the power to be free, but to actually stay free. The community accountability, putting our thoughts in check, so I want to invite you right now, let's stand to our feet all across this room, close your eyes, bow your hearts, all across this room, no one talking, no one being a distraction, the significance, I'm not trying to to downsize the significance of Jesus, because Jesus On Calvary's cross is the only way that your sin can be forgiven. And without your sins being forgiven, you're never going to experience not feeling the pressure. Because when you have unforgiven, unconfessed sin in your life, there's always going to be conviction because the Holy Spirit is never going to stop pursuing you. So right now with every head bowed, every eye closed, You're in this room and you know that there is unconfessed sin in your life. You know that that first step is not right. The pressure of life is overwhelming right now. I don't know your story, but you're about to give up because you can't take the pressure anymore. There is a a man and his name is Jesus and he died to relieve you of your pressure. He died to help you He died so that your sin could be forgiven. He died so your debt could be paid. And so you're you're stressed out and anxious because you're so worried about all the stuff you know you shouldn't have done. Tonight you've got someone who is Jesus who can forgive you and relieve that pressure tonight. If that's you, if I've just described you and you want Jesus to forgive you, you want him to be your Lord and Savior with every head bowed, every eye closed. I want you to raise your hand and hold it high so I can pray with you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone else, don't hold back. This is your moment. The pressure is overwhelming. The, the weight of your sin is too heavy for you to hold, and you want to give it to Jesus tonight. You want to let cast your care on Him because He cares for you. He died for you to forgive you and release you from condemnation. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, everybody repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I ask right now, that you would help me to beat the heat. God, I ask that you would forgive me of every sin that I've committed. I'm sorry. I repent. I don't want to be that type of person. I wanna follow you. I wanna chase after you. I wanna hunger for your word. I wanna follow you. I trust you now with the worst part of me, my sin. Take it from me. Relieve me. Nail it to the cross right now. And I'll follow you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Come on. Adult leaders, come quick right now. Come to the front. Here's what we're going to do. Every single one of us face pressure. Every single one of us are living life and life happens, right? There is stuff going on in your life. Maybe you're saved, you're going to heaven, you're a believer, you love Jesus, and you're a normal human being. But you've been dealing with, maybe you're like Peter and over and over and over, you keep dealing with the same stuff over and over again and you're tired of dealing with it tonight's the night where you you're going to partner with one of us and I dare you if, if you pray consistently with the same person there's nothing wrong with that But you pray with that same person tonight, but you also go back to your circle of friends and say, you know what, guys? We need to hold each other accountable. We need to challenge one another. We need to make sure that when the the opportunity comes to be God's witness, when the opportunity comes to live like Jesus lived and walk around and and do incredible things, not just superficial Christianity, because that's not what we're about. We're we're significant people called to do great things. What you're going to do is we're going to pray That God would relieve the pressure of your circumstance. Some of us are dealing with deep things. And we need to have sensitivity. But some of us need to tell one another, it's time for us to step up. Like my best friend told me, you've known this your whole life. Now it's time to start living it. That's the only way that we're going to start beating the heat in some of the areas of inconsistency in our life. So I'm going to pray, and we're going to worship, and we're going to go after God. And some of you are going to experience the relief that you came here for because Jesus is going to relieve the pressure because you're not trying to hold it on your own. Amen? God, we thank you right now for what's about to happen in these altars. God, there is an anticipation in our hearts that your Holy Spirit is going to break some things tonight. Your Holy Spirit is going to release us from the pressure. Your Holy Spirit is going to make a way where there seems to be no way. So, God, right now, in this moment, we ask that you would increase our faith. Increase our faith for the supernatural. Help us to be incredibly bold in our petition to you as we approach the throne of grace with confidence, knowing that you're capable of meeting our needs. So right now, in the name of Jesus, come and let's go after Him. Go ahead, worship team.
0: pieces broken and scattered in mercy gathered bended and whole empty handed but not forsaken I've been sent I'm no.
1: about doing one last thing and then we're going to go have some fun but here's what needs to happen some of you in this room know that you should be up here praying with someone but it's amazing what happens when, when a friend will go with you it's amazing what happens because when when John went with Peter someone jumped up and down and walked for the very first time And so I'm believing that in this next moment, some of you who never responded on your own, the key to your beating the heat this summer and beating what you're dealing with is by saying to your friend, hey, will you please come with me because I need to walk again spiritually I need to jump up and down and feel the joy of the Lord again supernaturally I need somebody to help me go through the temple saying I love Jesus, he set me free if you will just grab somebody and say that's me that he's just talking about I didn't have the courage to go by myself but will you please be my John, will you please be my accountability, will you please be the person that stands next to me and says I will go with you and be there for you challenge you in this next moment. Do that for one another. Be true friends to one another. And I challenge if you know your best friend needs something, you know they're going through something, I dare you to be John and say, hey, come, let's go. That's you. So God, thank you for what's about to happen in this last time of prayer. We ask that you would give us the strength to overlook Insecurity of who may think what. That doesn't matter because all of us in this room are in love with you, Jesus. All of us in this room need your freedom, Jesus. So, God, I pray that you would just prick whoever that word was for tonight, prick their heart, give them courage, give them strength, and they will be experiencing more than just the superficial. They'll experience and walk in supernatural tonight in Jesus' name. If that's you, as they begin to sing again, I challenge you, I dare you, come and let's pray.
0: I can see you